There has been a fire alarm reported in the building. There has been a fire alarm reported in the building. Please proceed to the stairway and access the building. Do not for a fun day yesterday morning. Oh, it was so cold outside. <laughs> it was so cold. I hadn't had my hands feel that numb in a while. Fire trucks showing up at the state capitol building after a fire alarm inside. Ah, uh, you know, I, for some reason I knew yesterday was going to be uh, a weird one. Not just because uh, the state legislature was back in town, but uh, uh, just the way things were all over the place just you know news issue news issue news issue news issue coming at you coming at you coming at you uh what are you gonna do it's the wmay morning news feed i'm greg bishop and i uh put myself out there to cover all of these things that happen uh as best as i can as one person uh in the spectrum of uh uh media and uh, bringing you what uh, some of the top things that are happening uh, in the past 24 hours. And, of course, the state legislature being in session was one of them. We'll uh, talk about some of the issues here on the WMAY morning news feed. 713, again, I'm Greg Bishop. You can contact me, bishoponair at gmail.com. Live and local, you can call in at 217-629-7970. So uh, definitely want to hear from you. Again, 217-629-7970. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, you've got the state house that uh, was called into session Wednesday. They were supposed to start in the Senate at 11 and the House at noon. That did not happen. Uh, they they did not start on time. Uh, and there were a couple of issues that were popping up. And I think COVID uh, was one of them. Uh, I heard issues about people not being able to get their tests processed in time. Uh, I heard people uh, saying that uh, there weren't enough senators to have a quorum, uh, and that quorum is necessary for them to actually open session. Uh, So this is after they canceled Tuesday and Thursday, but they were able to get enough senators, I guess, in place to be able to have session uh, and move forward that way. Um, But uh, some of the things that were brought up seem to be uh, a little uh, last minute, uh, especially with the legislature not being on time. Uh, One of the major issues was this idea of judicial sub-circuits, and that's something that uh, we'll touch on here in a moment. But before they got started with all of that, uh, State House Republicans, they uh, uh, blasted Democrats for what they they said was um, uh, measures that make Illinois less safe. Uh, So the story, again, is uh, Republican lawmakers pushed to repeal Uh, large, sweeping uh, criminal justice legislation. Uh, So a group of Illinois lawmakers, they say that that legislation that was passed last year is what's behind a spike in crime statewide. The Reimagining Public Safety Act began in late January. It's including uh, police and sentencing reforms uh, introduced by the Legislative Black Caucus. State Representative Tony McCombie, Uh, She criticized the efforts and said that it's uh, doing more harm than good. Illinois Democrats will not allow penalty enhancements or punish criminals. Illinois Democrats will only punish police and threaten our public safety. So you've also got the likes of State Representative Patrick Windhorst, who uh, also took part in a news conference yesterday. He said crime's on the rise because criminals don't fear consequences, especially when you've got some lax laws that are put in place. Here's Patrick Windhorst. So we have seen basically for the last five or six years a stripping away of the tools of the criminal justice system that make crime unattractive 
So that was just one issue that Republicans highlighted early in the day. And again, uh, the House was supposed to start at noon. The Senate was supposed to start at 11. Neither came in on time. Actually, it was hours and hours and hours before they actually came into session. But one thing that they were doing behind the scenes, apparently, was finishing up last minute judicial sub-districts, sub-circuits. And this is something that uh, Republicans said they were left out of uh, and Democrats moving forward with, uh, very similar and reminiscent of last year's redistricting efforts where Democrats, uh, they uh, held some hearings and uh, you had groups saying, hold on, you're going too fast. Uh, Well, we heard the same types of things as well yesterday uh, from all sides here. Uh, So yesterday you've got uh, the sub-districts conversation that uh, really kind of, uh, you know, again, they they proposed something in mid-December, but then Monday they put out a new proposal, and then Tuesday they put out uh, a new proposal, and then Wednesday they actually amended it twice, and then they didn't even go with the House bill. They went with a Senate bill, and so you can see how the, 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 the balls being moved around all over the place, especially when lawmakers are going late, it can be confusing, let alone – for the journalists, what about the taxpayers out there that uh, that that are having to to live under these policies that uh, state lawmakers pass? Uh, so, uh, Democratic State Representative Elizabeth Hernandez yesterday she said that creating the judicial subcircuits uh, in some more urban settings it will bring about better representation on the bench. These subcircuits will provide additional opportunities for diversity on the bench in these circuits. So again, uh, Democrats released one proposal last month. They updated that Monday. They then amended it twice again uh, before uh, actually passing it yesterday. And uh, here's what State Representative Tim Butler had to say about the entire process as it played out yesterday and over the past few days. You know, this is politics at its as worst form. This this is a complete power grab uh, by you, the supermajority, and the governor to uh, completely redo the court system in your little progressive ways. And it's really a shame that this is how you're conducting it. So they were late to even start session. They didn't post committee hearings yesterday. They revised the posting requirements and posted committee hearings uh, midday yesterday. Uh, And then they both, the House and the Senate, held subject matter committee hearings about the same issue. So while the House was having that debate in their committee, You had the Senate having a debate in their committee at the same time. And Senate President Don Harmon, he actually said that, uh, you know, it's going to help make for more diverse judiciary. But he says that it's also going to uh, essentially uh, uh, allow for uh, uh, just better representation, more diversity. Uh, And and he says there's other considerations that are at play here as well when it comes to making these sub-districts. Uh, certainly partisanship is a, a component that is considered in evaluating uh, the uh, construction of subservice. State's uh, Senate Minority Leader Dan McConkey, he said that he worries uh, what that ultimately means for the judiciary that's supposed to be independent. It's one thing to draw districts and so forth for partisan sake in uh, legislative districts and such, but I, I think the judiciary... I, I, I just think it really uh, is concerning so ultimately, the, the, where this is going. You had the Senate uh, go into session, uh, and they took up their bill, and then they had to send it over the House, and the House ultimately took it up later, uh, and they didn't wrap up until late in the evening.
Uh, and when they wrapped up, the Senate said, don't expect to come back next week. We'll see you in another Zoom meeting. And the House announced that next week is canceled. So uh, the state legislature, unclear when they're going to come back. But one thing they did not do, one thing they did not do, actually a bunch of things they didn't do. Uh, one thing is they didn't select a new legislative inspector general. Today's the last day for legislative inspector general Carol Pope. She told lawmakers more than six months ago, the office is a paper tiger. They're not doing uh, strong ethics reforms. And she's done being the legislative inspector general, uh, again, calling it a paper tiger. Uh, she gave them notice more than six months ago. Her original date to leave was December 15th. It's now January 6th. And the Illinois legislative leaders have not dealt with the vacancy of the legislative inspector general, the watchdog, who's supposed to field complaints about wrongdoing from state lawmakers and their staff. So they didn't take care of that when they were in session. Meaning um, you've got uh, that issue now unresolved and they're not going to come back for the foreseeable future. So that means there's going to be a continued vacancy there. Something else they didn't do. They didn't address the $4.5 billion of unpaid uh, uh, unemployment insurance benefits, the debt that's owed to the federal government. Uh, and that uh, interest is racking up $100 million it could be if it's not addressed this year. And if it's not addressed, it's going to mean higher taxes on employers and lower benefits for the unemployed. So lawmakers didn't address that at all. Uh, but when it comes to unpaid bills, you got the comptroller making this announcement yesterday that uh, Illinois has finally paid off $2 billion it took in a Federal Reserve loan program for COVID relief. But Illinois was an outlier in taking that loan program. I think the only other uh, governmental body that took that during COVID, uh, other than Illinois, was the uh, the subway system over in New York, which is a mess. Uh, so Illinois finally paying its final payment of $302 million, paid back $2 billion uh, that it borrowed in 2020. And uh, the comptroller says that's going to save about uh, $82 million in interest payments. But again, Illinois was one of the outliers that actually took that that loan program uh, and something that I think, um, you know, it, uh, it shows Illinois' financial position uh, and the ability to pay its bills on time without um, any kind of uh, interceding by federal taxpayers. Uh, so you've got uh, that as well uh, playing out. Something else lawmakers didn't address yesterday the continued outbound migration. We've got another report out this time from U-Haul showing that the state of Illinois once again witnessed one of the largest net losses of one-way moving trucks leaving the state. Illinois has held down the 49th or 50th spot since 2015 on U-Haul's index. A lot of people are headed towards Florida. Um, and uh, other states as well. Uh, we've heard is uh, people moving to Texas, Arizona, uh, Indiana. Uh, so these are all the places that people are moving uh, out of Illinois, and U-Haul data shows that. All right, it is the WMAY morning news feed, and that is kind of a review of what did and did not happen yesterday at the Illinois State House here on WMAY.